So today is March 8th, which everybody probably or at least should know is one of the most important days in the whole year. And I'm a little upset because I wasn't congratulated by my partner. Um, she does not support um, who I am as a person. Today is International Women's Day. And um, it's the only day out of the year, even though it's the only day out of the year that I identify as female. Um, I do identify as female nonetheless. And I think that it's important for us to just emphasize the struggles that we go through every year, um, every day, every hour, every second. It's not easy being a woman. Um, I, I think I speak on behalf of all women when I say that. Um, and yeah, I'm just a little upset today. What did you want me to do? You wanted me to post you on, on my Instagram story? Did you want me to go take you to do your nails? It's minimally. That's the minimum, bare minimum. I get home from work. I got to work all day. I'm the one bringing in all the cash. You don't have to start patronizing me in front of our uh, listeners and, and fans. You know, like I already suffer enough abuse every day as it is because it's just hard being a woman. Okay, that's it. What do you want to eat? We'll go eat somewhere. I'll make it up to you. I don't know what I want to eat because I'm indecisive. What are you going to do on my special day? November 19th. That's International Men's no, Day. No, no. What are you going to do? Men are the worst. Men what are, are you going to do? No. All the men out there, throw on your flannels, no. crack open a beer, watch some sports games. No. As a person who identifies as a woman once a year on International Women's Day, I can firmly and confidently say <laughs> that all men are dog shit. I hate all men. Except for me, because all every day of the year, especially today, I'm deciding I want to be a man, be, a man because I don't want to deal with all this feminist bullcrap. Yes. <laughs> so it is what it is. My accent changed like three times in the matter of talking to you. <laughs> hey, I decided to go back now. I'm already over all this woman shit. What am I? What do I look like? Okay, I'm back, to you? guys. Uh, are you taking me to do my nails, baby? No, nah. no. International Women's nah, Day. Nah, you gonna make me a sandwich. Oh, you crazy. You want to be crazy? I'll tell you crazy. Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like... Da, 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 da. We're not crazy. Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Mentally Gone Podcast. This is episode number 37. Uh, as you guys could tell by the intro, it's a very important day. Uh, all jokes aside, uh, happy... Uh, is it International Women's Day? International. Mm -hmm. Happy International Women's Day <clears throat> to all of the lovely females who listen and watch our podcast and who support us. Um, yeah. My name yeah. is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriella Lopes. And happy International Women's Day. Mary Chrysler. To all the fellow women. Yes, we have a few things today that we want to discuss with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. This a loaded one. It's loaded, 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 loaded. It's always going to be loaded. 
All right. I think that, um, do you want to tackle the biggest one first or do you want to go with the small ones to warm up or do you want to warm up through the big ones? Because we have one huge topic that we think you guys will be very interested in. At least I was super interested in like doing research for and uh, two actually. And then the second one is like a medium sized. Um, that's what she said. But it's also hmm. pretty interesting. And then, um, and then, and then we're gonna sprinkle a few small little things that we've just read, like interesting headlines. Yeah, little article stuff. And we decided to also do a semi deep dive, and we're also gonna be sharing that with you guys. So total for me, at least from my end, it's like five topics. Yeah, me, me, it's it's probably like four or five too. Me, 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 me. Meep, <laughs> meep, 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 meep. meep. Yeah. Right, so let's start with. <laughs> The Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, do you want to kick us off or do you want me to do it? Um, I will, I'll kick us off a little bit, but just to give some background information here, uh, we're not just talking about anything. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me get my words right. That's all right. <laughs> but we, we got to warm up the engines. What, what we're going to talk about is not something typically that you're seeing in the news per se mm -hmm. and so this is kind of its own little thing yeah or rather huge thing that goes on um without people's knowledge of it mm -hmm. but um one one huge thing that we wanted to address is a what are they a photo company they're uh, like a brand they are a creative collective um, of individuals who just happen to be photographers and they deem themselves as being artists. So they self-proclaim themselves as being artists. Uh, but they are anything but that, in my opinion, because the their particular style might disgust a lot of people. Is that the word disgust? Yeah, appall. Appall. Uh, trigger, even, um, because it definitely triggered me, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like they just have a unique artistic style that you guys will, uh, soon be exposed to. And I feel like this has to be more, uh, talked about because, uh, certain narratives are pushed out, especially when it comes to the Ukraine. And if you guys have, you know, just, just been scrolling through social media or watching the news more specifically, you probably saw that. The U.S. is is deeply in bed with the Ukraine for whatever reason. And I still don't understand why mm -hmm. to the point where Joe Biden is asking um, American taxpayers to maybe consider donating part of the taxes that you pay to the population of the Ukraine so that they can. And I quote, this is something that he said. I'm not going to quote it exactly, but paraphrase it. He said that it's to help them at least get the bare minimums, you, you know, like at least have something to eat, at least be able to afford a place to stay. And meanwhile, the homeless situation in America is running rampant, right? right. It's just increasing the amount of homeless people. Um, and to me, it's just very crazy. Like, it's just a crazy country to be a citizen of when your leader is just basically extremely negligent towards um internal issues and is just devoting all of these resources towards right. a foreign country that up until recently not many people even knew existed 
And look, I the, the I think that's the whole point of this episode too, because it's not just virtue signaling going on, and no, Joe yeah. Biden is trying to play the heroic card or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um. There's, I feel like there's a lot of of unsaid business going on between the Ukraine and the U.S. And again, it's all just speculation at the end of the day because there's no cold hard facts that point us exactly to the truth but the whole point is to gradually get to that point where we do unveil the truth right whatever it is and so i also i do find it hypocritical that he he wants to run to the aid of the ukraine and then meanwhile you you look at like skid row and i always mention skid row because it's one of the worst you know homeless Cases. areas yeah. where you know people are you know, hooked on drugs and just dropped off there and it's just piled it's like compiled upon blocks and blocks of homeless people. Right. And there's nothing done there. And imagine now it's winter. Well, over there it's not, but f- for homeless people in like right now in temperatures that it's cold, there there's no aid going towards them you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, there's none of that. And then meanwhile jails are packed. You know, like there's mm. there's no real system of <clears throat> of reintegrating uh, prisoners back and like back into society. A lot of prisoners, in fact, they are dropped off and released near Skid Row. Yeah. A bus takes them like right to. Right. So it's perfectly planned. You know, um, they just got out of one systemic form of of just um, brain damage, in my opinion, uh, behavior, uh, behavioral change you know like deep behavioral change and now they're just exposed and introduced to their slightly better option which is having the perception of being free but living among homeless people who are addicted to crack and and just you know crocodile and all these crazy drugs imprisoned either way imprisoned mentally whether in prison or not it it is a, a form of it's a lack of freedom yeah because of the struggle and this episode won't be about uh pizza slash 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 gate um i just did all that because of the algorithm i don't want it to like pick up on anything and then um ban us or shadow ban us or whatever but what we will say is that if you're familiar with that thing that a lot of the elites are privy to and and take part in and a, a lot of them proudly and pridefully do so it's not far-fetched to assume that there may be deeper reasons as to why America is supporting a- and the biggest supporter for the Ukraine. For the Ukraine, which which I will say is one of the largest human trafficking locations yeah. in the world. And as of 2015, there was an article posted um, that just covered the corrupt and dark nature of the Ukraine. And I don't know how many how many people watching this or listening to this know, but since 1991, over 160,000 men, women, and children have been exploited for labor, sex, and organ removal, according to a 2015 report from the International Organization for Migration, the IOM. So it's just interesting that the Ukraine has been historically known, especially among the European countries, to be the main country in the world responsible for um, profiteering 
and enabling and facilitating the trafficking of humans and of children. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So just to get to the point, it's not even just the Ukraine, but more specifically a city in the Ukraine, right? Called mm. Kiev. Kiev or Kiev or Kiev or whatever the case is, but that's what this brand or you know group of artists that we're going to talk about is called Gorsad Kiev mm -hmm. or Kiev. I, I I guess we'll have to look up the pronunciation for that. Yeah, and I also think that it's worth noting the fact that the U.S. approved um, in late 2022, uh, Congress cleared over 1.7 trillion funding bill with ukraine aid and the ukraine aid part uh turned out to be worth i think hundreds of billions of dollars just to aid ukraine you know war-torn war ukraine is what they claimed um and the monumental task in this case was to rebuild ukraine from the ground up and i guess you can look at it from like a financial standpoint i guess it would be uh beneficial for the u.s to have a vested interest in a in a country whose infrastructure has been completely demolished and destroyed and for the for the u.s to kind of go in rebuild its economy uh open a few mcdonald's a few malls a few you know american brands um just install themselves in that territory they will you know uh kind of set themselves up to be very profitable but that's where it becomes a little bit dangerous because you see um, public, uh, uh, public, uh, public depictions of, I guess, uh, what's the name of the thing that I'm thinking of, of virtue signaling from politicians and businesses and stuff. But then once you kind of like dig a little bit deeper, you'll understand just who these businesses are mm -hmm. and what their background is kind of. There's no such thing as like a completely selfless act, yeah, there's, especially there's no when it comes to politics and, you know, yeah. uh, foreign affairs. Yeah. And this is considered war profiteering. Yeah. Which is the epitome of capitalism, I feel. Mm. And I feel like the U.S. also takes advantage of these um, opportunities, quote unquote, to uh, not only test, but also showcase their military capabilities and their military prowess. So I think I think that's largely the reason why America always tries to infiltrate themselves in other people's business. It's because they like we're the main country that invests the most amount of money in in, in the military complex. Mm, right. Really? I didn't know. Yeah. Like no other country comes close. And so all that money spent on cool toys and like cool killer toys, uh, you would need a place and in arena rather for you to test those, test that technology. Yeah, that that's a fair point. That's yeah. true. Um, I wanted to just say about this, this Gorsad Kiev. The first thing I wanted to point out really quickly, um, because this is the craziest part. The type of photos that they post on their Instagram, if you go check it out, you can see it's completely demoralizing. It's dehumanizing. It's it's children in in some of the cases, you know, yeah. um, in these photos subject to being demoralized um, and humiliated. And if you thought that the Balenciaga scandal was bad. This is worse. This is way worse. Like this is the Balenciaga scandal times 10. And this is on Instagram. Yeah. I don't think, I think a few of them they've deleted 
But right. for the most part, most of them are still up. And nobody's talking about this, by the way. Yeah. So Gorsad Kiv, it's spelled K-Y-I-V. And this is what's crazy is that they collaborated or rather they were featured on Vogue magazine as the 100 next great fashion image makers. And the photo that was featured in this photo Vogue list is a photograph of a young girl in the fetal position with only underpants and socks on and then a predominant black choker. Right, right. Not only featured, but they were featured, named, and honored in Vogue's 2022 list of 100 next great fashion image makers. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means. Yeah, that's... And then the photograph is is taken from above. It's like looking down on her. And I think she's on a bed. And the position is just like a very vulnerable position. Like she's timid and afraid. And it's just... And and I'm just curious, right, because we're going to be including these um, pictures or as many as we possibly can. Like this specific one, you guys should be able to see it right now in our YouTube video um, because it's quote unquote artistic. Right. So it's been featured in Vogue. And so YouTube doesn't have any pretense to like take this video down, for example. And if they do, then it's even more curious. You know, it's like, wait, but this was featured in a in one of the biggest magazines on the planet. So when you have something negative to say about something and you're yeah. pointing it out, then all of a sudden you're you're getting the yeah you're the, getting the uh, what do you call the it short end of the stick the short end of the stick or rather the the double edged sword of or whatever the case is and then meanwhile these people just slip away right. posting what they post and as they if get it's away from it no big deal right because they are great fashion image makers mm. uh, again no idea what that means but. What's interesting about Gorsad Kiev or, or Kiev, um, most of their work and their artistic signature revolves around the graphic abuse and sexualization of children, with some of their models appearing to be actual victims of child trafficking. Like some of these kids, they don't look like models. Yeah. Which is weird, you know? Um yeah. And also what's what's also worth mentioning is that this group has collaborated with major galleries, magazines, uh, musicians and brands such as ID Vice, Dazed and Confused, Slim Milk, Hood by Air, Ariel Pink and many others. And the biggest one, obviously, that we just mentioned was Vogue. Vogue yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing I want to mention is the reason why this is worse than the Balenciaga scandal is because... The props in the Balenciaga scandal with the, you know, BDSM harnesses and and whatever else, this is showing children. It looks like children, honestly. There yeah, there are super children. Super young people. Um and and super young girls especially with like in in situations where they look like prisoners. Yeah, yeah. They're not even modeling uh clothing in in a lot of the cases they're barely wearing any clothing right so again fashion image makers how yeah for to me it's just like a it's just like a weird messed up freaking playboy 
pedophilia stuff going on like i really don't i don't know any other way to describe it right but their props include things like handcuffs and radiators and mm-hmm. and chains and uh and and vague backgrounds that kind of allude to like a sex dungeon yeah. a basement a far <clears throat> desolate location that is undisclosed and nobody knows about and and bags <clears throat> over kids heads right which we'll get into we'll get into <clears throat> more details on that but it is pretty it is pretty vulgar and i think that similar with the balenciaga case um a lot of people were saying well okay so i'll just stop wearing that brand right but what they don't realize is that one company usually holds the ownership of not only that fashion brand but of all the other competing ones and so like that's usually how it works it's like yum brands owns kfc taco bell and a few like a bunch of other fast food brands and so we are kind of like led to believe that these brands are in competition direct competition with each other and they are in a sense but the the big trick i guess of capitalism is that they create the illusion of free market capitalism when in reality it's a huge monopoly so hold on and 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 utilizing the whole idea of competition is smart because then it just increases the sales for each of those brands right it's always win-win right because it because it's like oh well which one's better gucci or louis and then it doesn't matter because people who have a preference for either or the sales are going up either way yeah and then the person that holds those company exactly and that has majority ownership in all of them and and the most vested interests just pockets everything wins at the end of the day and so to my point vogue is just one of those um cases where it's one of the many entertainment companies that's owned by the mega corporation called Condé Nast. The list also includes GQ, Architectural Digest, Pitchfork, The New Yorker, Wired, Vanity Fair, and many others. So if you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to just boycott Vogue, which, which by the way, um, I will be bringing up another Vogue example later on in the episode with another interesting cover, uh, it, uh, all I'm going to tease right now, and if you've been, you know, reading, uh, if you read Vogue or if you subscribe to this particular um, version of Vogue, which is the Italian version of it, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm going to be covering the Italian cover of this month's Vogue magazine. I don't know if it's like a monthly magazine. I yeah, think it is, right? Yeah, I think it is. Something yeah. like that. It's like super satanic and dark and just occult really yeah but we'll talk about that later because because if you want we could <clears throat> we could jump into it because i have a french vogue oh you do yeah all right so let's just do a uh quick sidetrack and just go down the vogue route a, yeah a little bit uh, just because we're, we're on the topic of vogue and then we'll jump right back into right. the gorsad Kiev. so um i'll be posting images on the video version of the podcast so if you're listening to this right now uh, maybe consider just hopping onto YouTube real quick just so you can see what we're talking about because it's easier if you have the um, image in front of you. But the Italian Vogue edition of uh, February 2023 features Giselle Buchin. Uh, she's Brazilian. Um, I'm also Brazilian, and that's why I found this a little bit shocking because Brazilian people usually don't uh, involve themselves yeah. in these things acts and in these things but um considering the fact that she just recently divorced tom brady i think they're having like a divorce or something like that i just found it interesting how now her her option in order for her to 
sustain herself you know like she has to maybe do certain things that the industry requires of her in order for her to start making money and like i'm i'm not saying that she was leeching off of tom brady but yeah, let's be honest let's... here if your husband is tom brady then you don't really have to put much effort yeah. in life and then if your husband is no longer tom brady <laughs> yeah, then, then you, you kind of have to step it up you <laughs> yeah. might start an only fans you might yeah, do who knows you might do what you're about to tell us right but in this vogue magazine what's interesting to me is that giselle is dressed in all red, which is a common uh, commonality that we've been seeing time and time again. Rihanna at the Super Bowl, Sam Smith at the Grammys, Kanye West at, at his Donda releases, and Do at Doja Cat at, a, at Paris Fashion Week or something. All in red, always in red, 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 red. And red symbolizes a satanic priestess, um, high satanic priestess outfit or choice of attire, kind of like choice of color for their attire. And in this cover or on this cover, rather, she is seen doing the sign of Baphomet, which is as above, so below. Mm -hmm. And it's not a natural pose to do. Uh, she is basically uh, alluding to the duality that Baphomet kind of um, talks about and preaches, right? So the idea of Baphomet is that there is no good or bad. Uh, things simply are. And then, and then there's a duality in everything where evil and good are both necessary. And that's kind of how the followers of Baphomet justify the uh, atrocious and just evil acts that they may conduct behind closed doors. And so if it's sacrificing children, if it's drinking adrenochrome, drinking blood or whatever it is, they justify it by by seeing it as something necessary. And then that's why a lot of celebrities and elites, they kind of try to balance their balance um, karmic energy by being charitable, being um, being likable in the public side, being nice and kind in the public side. But you need both, essentially, right? So she's doing the as above, so below Baphomet symbol, wearing all red, which is the color of choice for the high satanic priestess. And behind her which is what i found interesting right the word vogue is obviously spelled behind her because it's the cover of vogue magazine vogue italia but then right where the o and the g are you see the stemming of the letters kind of just leaving her head and forming exactly almost exactly in my opinion precisely uh horns wow so it's literally like one horn going out on the top part and then one horn kind of going out from the undercarriage over here, like below her neck. Right, like as if it were curved. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's like a curved horn, but but it's just so crazy. And and her head is dyed red. Um, she has red lipsticks on. She is pale as a ghost. And I don't know. It's just very weird. It's just a very weird cover. And and look, for anyone who wants to say, oh, why why are you looking so much into the color red? It's because if if you've ever even taken, well, I don't know if this is a good example, but like as an example, if you've taken a literature class or you know anything about literature, for example, colors are symbolic of everything right. going on in a novel, in a book or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> red has always been a color of anger it's always been a color of like passion or lust or all of these other things but always these very extreme feelings you know 
Yeah, and always it's always associated with you know blood and death and like all these things. Not just that, but it's always been linked to the devil himself, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's just interesting because it's just like you said, it's blood, it's fire, you know. So it's all of these like elemental. Um, it's an elemental representation, kind of. Exactly. Why, like, and and another thing is that it's not coincidental that it's seen so much. Like, why don't yeah. we see all of these celebrities wearing blue? Right. You know. Or white, which is a, a peaceful color. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or or white, which, by the way, apparently I, I forgot about it, but in Kendrick's performance with U two, the band, someone commented on our YouTube video. His performance, they were all dressed in white. And then at one point in the performance, there was like red paint just splattered all over them as mm -hmm. if it were like blood. And I was, when they told me that, I was like, oh yeah, then he's definitely. Oh he, yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't know who's subscribed to, to what going on, but yeah. at this rate, I don't put it past anybody. I think that everybody who aspires to kind of make it in these, um, super super competitive elite arenas that you have to kind of pay your dues in terms of clocking in uh devoting yourself to satan to the occult to ball to whatever it is but you have to you have to like clock in and just and just basically pay your dues and i think that that's why a lot of artists like they do that initially and they have like a super hyper occult and satanic phase of their life and then later on in their life they're able to make the choice of either just uh kind of like leaning off of that lifestyle and then just trying to like redirect themselves into like right. a better way or maybe out of just guilt just sheer guilt and just anxiety and just fear of of going to hell maybe you know like let's say in this case that hell is real of going to hell for eternity uh they decide to quickly pivot and just try to find god and just try to find jesus and just try to find salvation try to find whatever it is like it doesn't even have to be jesus uh, try to find allah uh, buddha try to you know reach enlightenment it's because maybe they just realize like oh shit like i did all of this dirt like dirty dirty work in order for me to like establish my family and i made that sacrifice because at the time maybe i was desperate naive maybe both but now that i have all these accolades and all these material things i need to guarantee my soul's peace and i feel like even for normal people they that don't you know uh participate in acts to mm -hmm. the extent that these people do but even normal people we feel like guilt when we do something wrong or you know have like a negative thought for example right and then that i feel like that's when you're most susceptible to wanting to find a path you mm -hmm. know and so like even i have days like that where i'm like wow like i feel like i i've been in this like low frequency mm -hmm. and then that's when i feel like i need to follow this urge to seek like faith and greater understanding of something higher than me you know right and then i feel like the same can be said for them except it's multiplied by a hundred just like you said where they they've done all these atrocious things that they probably can't even live with themselves for doing right. or they think that they can uh, about like tip the scales to rebalance themselves by doing uh, more good or portraying themselves to finding God and doing all these things like holiness, you know, when in reality they're like the mindset is still there where where it's just like a matter of 
you know, it's all about just balancing the scales and then, you know, yeah, and, <laughs> I'm saying, you know, so much, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and, and what's um interesting to me too, is that a lot of these artists and celebrities, they unfortunately, in a lot of cases, like the 26 club, or is it the 26 club? Yeah. Right. Uh, 27, 27 club. Sorry. Uh, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, um, Mac Miller died at 26. So he didn't even make the 27 club. I think he died at 26. Um, but a lot of celebrities, my point being is that a lot of celebrities who kind of like go through the system and just go through the ringer, they, they try to numb themselves using drugs and just copious amounts of alcohol and, and drug use. And, and that inevitably sometimes leads to them overdosing and perishing. But I feel like there's a reason why they, they try to numb themselves all the time. It's because there is a, in a gigantic price that is paid in order for you to achieve certain success. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. I did want to talk about, um, so wait, did you finish your Italian Vogue one? Yeah. You did? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Just making sure. But this, the, so just to go on with how Vogue is, you know, uh, dabbling in these suspicious, uh, arts arts right yeah. <laughs> avenues arts. um the french vogue had a photo shoot i'm not sure which year i didn't i didn't get that down but the french vogue had a photo shoot and and every every photo photograph in this um edition in this edition right of of french vogue featured children in full faces of makeup heels designer clothes a uh, large flashy jewelry and then some of the photos the girls are in questionable and strange positions mm. and it's strange i'm mentioning the makeup and the heels and because because the these little girls they're they must be under the age of 10 that's mm-hmm. how young they are right. they're being portrayed as looking like full grown women right. that even the shoes aren't fitted to their feet they're the size of women's shoes mm-hmm. and i find and then i'll give you an instance of this questionable position one of the instances is a girl laying belly down on a tiger pelt yeah. and her legs are up behind her you know like <laughs> in that position and then another instance is a girl with a toothbrush in her mouth poking through her cheek right and I find that so strange because what does like a toothbrush have to do with with fashion with fashion right. and and why why the obvious like bulge in her cheek and if no one gets that reference right. then you know then good for you but it is like a very sexual reference uh, to basically a male's part inside of a person's mouth. You could say it on the <laughs> podcast. It, it's uh it. It's um I'm not here to offend someone the penis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in um what do you call it? It's insinuating uh Accentu- what's the word? Huh? What's the word? God. Uh, I can't oh, talk Oh, it's today. like insinuating. Insinuating. So yeah. it's insinuating a male penis. Right. Cuz you kind of have to say that nowadays, which is crazy to 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 admit, right? Like you have to um express that it's a male penis because it could be a female penis yeah but (laughs) it's a male genital uh genital oh my god i can't speak it's a male genital organ being uh 
penetrated in this person in this young person's and, mouth yeah into the side of and of protruding through her cheek right kind of which is pretty crazy but what's curious to me is that again it's a fashion magazine it's a, it's supposed to be a collection of fashion um fashion media right so uh, be it uh photo shoots and, or just art pieces but everything has to kind of revolve around fashion and then you have these uh grown women uh attributes that are being kind of forced upon these children and they're placed in these scenarios where just like you said it all alludes to sex right and it's all like primal like um animal pattern uh accessories and you have these like vulnerable positions that are not natural or or very um childlike comfortable or, or you know, innocent, for a child right. yeah yeah and I find that that's what I find strange that this is an occur like this occurs so much in in different brands and companies. Right. It's the association of children with sex like that <clears throat> association shouldn't be there right. at all. You right. know, that should be completely off of the table. And then it's just particular like a uh, particular it's just peculiar that, you know, we see so much of it. Yeah, we that's see why. this like grown, mature features being portrayed on to kids. We not only see it, but we we also tend to celebrate it in cases of like um, Miss Pageant shows and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one of the reasons why, like, ever since like ever since I was a kid, I always found those things like very uncomfortable, and and it just never kind of like laid well with me. And I think th I think that that's why it's like if you're a parent who put your kid, your daughter more specifically, through a Miss Pageant, through a uh, junior pageant show or anything like that, then you are severely unwell mentally as a parent. And I don't think you are equipped to be a parent because yeah. you are obviously uh, projecting, uh, overcompensating for what maybe you weren't able to accomplish as a child. But then the same can be also um, said about like uh, dads who put their kids into sport um, at a very young age, you know, like uh, force them to like play soccer when they start walking and when they're able to like stand up, like just throw them into like a competitive sport because that dad wants that kid to kind of become what he was never able to be. But I feel like both cases are equal except one of them is just just has a lot to do with the sexualization factor you right. know and how women and and girls are viewed in society and and it's it's like the start of of girls comparing themselves because it is a competition and the whole point of the competition is who who was who was the most beautiful to look at, who had the best talent, quote unquote. And so they'll do dances and they'll do all these sorts of talents, right? Yeah. Who had the best dress and like all these things. And so I find that the strangest because because with the understanding of, of especially in social media days now, knowing how insecure uh girls especially are comparing themselves to other girls yeah. as a parent i could never see myself throwing my daughter into something like that where mm -hmm. she's already having those thoughts at the age of five sometimes right. like these girls start very young and at that young age also attributing and associating your own personal value and worth and just basically like everything becomes predicated on 
Your beauty. Beauty. Yeah. And just looks and judgment of others, right. uh, judgment of older people, adults, and just wanting and craving the approval of older people. And that can lead down to a road of high susceptibility kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And and to put your kids in a position where they're being judged by grown men sometimes, it just doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. That'll always be my opinion. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think it's wrong. Um, but the last thing I wanted to say about this French Vogue is that the the last photograph that kind of stood out to me was one of a girl laying in bed with two bunnies. And, and there's nothing innocent about this picture at all. It's a child posing as a phone grown full oh my god a foam roll a full a full grown adult with a low cut dress on you know low cut meaning in the front it's very low cut and laying in bed with high heels on and a full face of makeup and and it's just strange to me that this is what i mean it's like why have the bunnies there and have this like contrast like this very clear contrast of innocence and then hypersexuality right because I feel like they get enjoyment out of that. And right. it's also something that we're going to be covering with the um, Kiev group that we were talking about earlier. Um, but they get joy and satisfaction from uh, ruining a child's innocence. Mm. And so like that's part of the whole adrenaline rush. It's like you are contaminating and permanently damaging this soul. And they and they paint it out as like embracing your sexualization. You don't have a sex drive. Dude, go watch cartoons. I know you you're don't. Still, you're still five or eight or you 10 haven't or even hit old. puberty. You don't right. have a sex drive. You have no inclination or thought of sex or whatever the case is. You know. And I said go watch cartoons, but um, we will eventually on on a future episode we are going to cover uh, the. The types of cartoons that are being pushed on kids nowadays, and so that kind of makes me want to retract my statement. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't recommend parents um, letting their kids watch cartoons in yeah. today's society, because a lot of it is just beyond sexualized. Like it's literally in um, outright uh, agenda. Like, like it's just very blatant. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Go yeah. outside and play. Yeah, just go outside, stare at like stare at the clouds, like try to use your imagination, paint, you know, um, just do, I don't know, do anything other than consume propaganda. Yeah, but that's, that's all I have on the Vogue. All right, so going back then to the Gorsad Collective, um, I just want to point this out before we start doing a deep dive into um, each each individual picture. Um, again, uh, it's gonna be very triggering, very alarming to many. So uh, this is your official caution and your official warning to click off this video. Uh, if you are just easily triggered, quote unquote, if you're easily um, disturbed, then you may not want to watch this part of the video. You have been warned. But before we do, um, I would just say that in the context of the Russia-Ukraine war, it's also worth noting that this Gorsad Kiev collective is being celebrated by industry experts as being freedom fighters through <laughs> the mass media. They even urge people to donate their hard-earned cash to support their own claim that they are playing by their own rules. So they're being depicted as this uh, virtuous company and collective of creative people 
who, because they are Ukrainian, uh, during this peak Ukraine-Russia um, tension, they are kind of being uh, championed as as freedom fighters right. and liberators, just, right? Which is just basically portraying themselves as the opposite of what I think they are, because I think that they are implicated in some like dark shit. Yeah, they're they're imprisoning. It seems right, and. The following images that we're going to be discussing and kind of dissecting um, are also proudly exposed and and championed inside of their trendy exhibitions, their artistic exhibitions, uh, major fashion magazines and all over social media. Uh, they also kind of um, love this type of stuff. Yeah. And just deem them as being brave. Yeah. Fighters. All right. Um, fashion magazines that describe Gorsad's work with the words youth, innocence, and sexuality. Three words that <laughs> shouldn't be mentioned Again. in the same conversation right. ever. Youth, innocence, and sex. But this is what major fashion magazines like Vogue, for example, uh, describe Gorsad Kiev's work as being. Mm. So uh, do you want to start us off? Uh, do we have the same document? Like document? Yeah, we do. So, I think we do with all of the pictures. Because I created my own document, um, but I might switch back to... All right, so you kick us off and I'll just find my place real quick. Well, we could start with one of the first um, photographs in one of their exhibits is a display of a young girl who looks uh, tired. She has like bags under her eyes. She oh, looks yeah. like malnourished. And she's just sitting, staring into the camera with like melancholy in her stare, in her glance. And in in the position that she's in, it's very suggestive because her legs are kind of opened, spread apart. And it seems like she's only wearing underwear, but she has boots on and, mm -hmm. a, and a dress. But you can clearly see a view of her underwear and this picture is in their exhibit and it's and it's a very young girl by the way it's on a wall on a wall correct in and, an art exhibit and it's very suggestive that this girl could be a victim of human trafficking yeah because of how it looks and these bags under her eyes all you have to do is google something called panda eyes and what you'll find out doing your own research is that these uh, puff like like this this redness and puffiness that happens that just basically uh, shows up around the eyes um, is mainly due to intense trauma, physical trauma. Mm -hmm. So intense physical trauma makes those um, red marks around the eyes kind of just become Stand more out, yeah more just prominent. like pop up. So that's what she has. And she's in an unwell position. She's obviously scared of the cameraman. She has this intense, uh, uh, like, emotion. Yeah, just, like, anger and just um, fear in, in her eyes. Yeah. So it's not modeling anything. Like, I don't, like, I'm not focused on the clothing at all. Like, like that's what I'll say. It's, like, the, the first inclination is just the eyes and then this, like, scarring around the eyes. And then obviously the overall sexualization that's going on, you know, and the expression on her face because right. it's fear and anger. You you don't feel like uh, at least I don't. I don't feel like wow, this is so artistic. Like this is so no, this rad. Yeah. I I feel scared for this child. 
it's a literally a child, whether a preteen or a teen, right. a young teen. It's a it's a child essentially. Mm. Like this is an underaged person. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. And then what's your next one? So I can find myself. Well, you go jump. You jump. Come All right. On. So um, speaking of what we kind of alluded to before about how the elite have an obsession with basically contaminating and just ruining a child's innocence. One of the posters uh, advertising the exhibition, uh, one of their artistic exhibitions for the Gorsad Kiev group was of a pink balloon being tied to a chain, to, to a brass metal chain. And this picture alone represents exactly what's going on and what their artistic style and signature is. It's basically um, torturing the innocence out of a child. And yeah. that's where they get their gratification and that's where they get their artwork from. And so here we have a very symbolic image of a pink balloon attached to a chain representing the innocence or youth being tarnished and ruined by control, abuse, and exploitation, and which is what down. their images kind of like portray. Yeah, and sorry, and weighed, and weighed down as well. Yeah, it's like weighing it down so that it can't fly, proliferate, prosper. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then what I talked about before, the where I said the props are very different from the Balenciaga case. In the next, in one of the pictures that they posted on their Instagram, it's a girl handcuffed, to or handcuffed hand by hand, and then she's she has like a radiator covering her top part. Right. And she just has her hands in handcuffs, and it's just very strange. Um, she's like she has like bruises you can see on her arm yeah and yeah again it's very questionable props and this is posted on their official instagram which you guys can head over and um give them a nice visit and tell them that mentally god sent sent you um g-r-s-d-k-y-i-v was at least um at the time of this recording their official instagram handle i don't know if they deleted it if they changed it but this was posted to their Instagram. Um, and just like you said, it's a blonde girl looking, again, very troubled and very uneasy and very sad at the camera. And always in this, like, submissive, uh, like, in this submissive um, head tilt kind of. Right. Where it's, like, always kind of, like, looking from like chin down kind right. of looking up right. as if in, in an inferior position essentially right. so it's always in this submissive position kind of looking up at the camera and just like you said bruised and cuffed chained um and in the comment sections uh, uh of this picture at least in the comment section on instagram people were even commenting uh pedos this is a poor child this account is disgusting sick account please report uh, so are you highlighting the human trafficking issue? Are your models adults or children? Looks like you are exploiting the situation in Ukraine to popularize your abusive tendencies. So like these are just all, you know, comments of just random people on their um, Instagram page. Mm, that's pretty. And it's crazy because these pictures, again, were not taken down. Right. No, they weren't. They did delete a few, but they did that by choice yeah. deleting. But other than that, most of most of them are still up and mm. not re like reporting doesn't delete 
doesn't take them down. And what's um, interesting, too, is that this uh, Gorsad Kiev group have kind of proclaimed and kind of argued that, that the reason why they take these pictures is because they're trying to shed awareness on the uh, trafficking situation in the Ukraine. But it's it's super counterproductive because all they're doing is just propagating it more and more. If that were the case, which I don't think it is, I think that that's just a PR statement in order to kind of derail people from their scent. What's happening here is that they're just feeding, they're just doubling down, you know, right. and just using this as an excuse to popularize these images and to get the whole world kind of acquainted with the fact that this is something that should be normalized even exactly because i think that we we talked about um a a dutch uh government official i think was um trying to normalize the idea of being a pedophile mm-hmm. um and saying that being pedophile i don't i don't pedophile. i don't know why i said it like that but um normalizing the idea of being a pedophile and saying that it's in it it's a sexual inclination yeah. uh, sexual choice orientation kind of right orientation right so they're slowly trying to normalize and get everybody um, comfortable w- with the fact that some people want to kind of have sexual relations with younger younger people which is disgusting and speaking of that, there's there's a picture on this Gorsad Gorsad Kiev's uh, Instagram as well of a girl sharing a treat with her dog mouth to mouth and hinting at bestiality, which is again is probably going to be another thing that people want you to normalize as a sexual orientation. And I think that goes hand in hand with pedophiles. It's it's equally as disturbing if yeah. not one more than the other but they're both disturbing nonetheless and um yeah i just find it strange that that it, that it's normalizing these mm. behaviors so if you were bringing light to it wouldn't you bring light to it by shunning it instead of uh using it and marketing it exactly marketing with it rather yeah it's crazy and using it for personal gain because they're uh, doing um, exhibitions and stuff and just basically putting themselves out there as artists and probably profiting off of it. So it's just weird. It's weird. It's very weird. All right. And then, um, so just real quick, hold on guys, because it's a lot of pictures and we're just trying to get to every single one of them. So um, have patience us please yeah but i feel like we don't have to do every single one yeah we don't have to be too too detailed because the pictures essentially speak for themselves and uh, and some of these pictures we don't even want to have them kind of associated with our brand because of just how disgusting they are and i don't even want to have it kind of like in a video yeah so we're we're just going to cover a few more that we feel should be kind of um, addressed. And then if you want to do your own research, obviously, just Google Gorsad Kiev and you will find a an abundance of just horrible imagery. Yeah. Um, so there's another picture of two girls this time, two blonde girls, again, with the same submissive kind of... Um, look on their faces and just looking at the camera from a low chin angle and they are they're like their mouths are directed towards a cheese grater mm-hmm. which is kind of a phallic item but not really so it's like perfect in this case where you can't really justify it to like oh like that looks like a male genitalia you know 
it doesn't but at the same time like why you know so it's a cheese grater these two young girls are kind of like leaning in towards it and making eye contact with the camera as they do it and they're chained like just long chains and they're and they're chained by the neck which may imply being a sex slave they are chained by the wrist and they are chained to each other chained to the cheese grater and then again this was posted on their instagram account and a lot of the comments on this post i'll just read a few this page is disgusting these are children uh someone asked age question mark question mark question mark how old are they how is this possible sick and it just goes on and on so i feel like people have to just realize what happens and like what exists out there so if you want to again pay this page a visit and give your own two cents we highly encourage you to do so and the chains is what stick is sticking out to me because they have a lot of pictures with chains in them and in more suggestive positions which we'll get to probably right yeah but um but yeah the cheese grater can also be seen as like a device of torture right to produce adrenochrome right yeah that's it's uh it's horrible yeah it, i don't i almost don't even like talking about it at all when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline it's very upsetting uh but i again i feel like it has to be discussed like like it has to be talked about you know yeah um, another interesting um very childlike picture in this case is a girl with a transparent school bag with a small little purple transparent school bag and she looks like a child deliberately and What's interesting about this one is that it's transparent. And so you can see the contents within this backpack. And one of the contents is a... A dildo. A dildo, which again, this is supposed to represent a child. The backpack is transparent, contains a Coca-Cola, um, a few toys, I think an anal bead. Yeah. Even, right? Anal beads, yeah. Yeah, anal anal beads, a dildo, a canned uh might beer, be beer maybe yeah might be alcohol and then a big smiley face uh sticker 
because um, that's obviously something that you pack in a child's uh, transparent backpack. That's definitely what you're sending your kid to <sighs> yeah. school with. For and sure. this was posted on their Instagram again. Um, yeah. And then I'll, I'll talk about really quickly a, a picture of a girl wearing a school skirt. Since we're on the school subject, there's a picture of a girl wearing a school skirt. And all you see is blood dripping down her leg while she lifts the school skirt just mm-hmm. very slightly. Right. And it kind of gives you... Well, the way that I interpreted it is A, she's menstruating, mm-hmm. or B, her cherry was popped. Right. You know, if Abuse. that makes any sense. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to the whole like tarnishing the innocence. Yeah. And that's exactly what that, like what I thought about too, which it could, it could allude to R A P E. Right. So, like, that's also a possibility. Very scary pictures, very unsettling, very, very unsettling. Right. And then there's another photo shoot. Um, speaking of just uh, kind of injecting adult accessories um, into a child's photo shoot and into a children's photo shoot. I can't speak today. Apologize, guys. Um, but there's another photo shoot that includes three girls, and these are actual children, like three children maybe six eight years old max right yeah and they are smoking cigarettes playing cards and wearing adult clothing right adult um heels and and red dress and in one of the pictures if you want to tell them what this girl is doing as she's smiling and staring at the camera in one of the pictures this girl has her head laying on a table of some sort and all you see is blood coming out of her nose right as she's smiling yeah as she's smiling yeah and her eyes are blurred out Mm -hmm. which is interesting too because in all well in almost all of the pictures her eyes are blurred out Mm -hmm. as if you know to not uh, for her not to be traceable or something i don't i don't really know if that's the case but yeah it's weird it's a very strange uh choice of of editing there and what i also want to point out is that there is a separate artistic installment by this uh gorsad kiev group where they really focused on on torture and they depict children with plastic bags over their heads kind of being asphyxiated and not kind of being asphyxiated but in a lot of these cases they they show themselves as if they're actually being asphyxiated and um it's just interesting and then one of these uh plastic bag pictures shows a girl a child um kind of just wrapped up in a large plastic bag almost as if being a product yeah you know and then being sold and she's laying on a sheetless kind of broken down mattress um and it could be alluding to sex trafficking yeah, 100%. Know, like when you buy a product or anything, it comes wrapped and it comes packaged. The same thing happens in sex trafficking. I think that's all I'll talk about in this case, but yeah. there is the plenty of other things. There are plenty. Like there's, if you guys see me scrolling right now, it's a bunch. There's like uh, occult symbolism, the one eye covering. There's... Yeah. There's biblical references where they're, you know, making a mockery again of like Adam and Eve, of of Christianity, 
posing with a pentagram. So there's all of these different things included on their Instagram. And it's probably still up because the last time I checked, it was still up. Yeah. Uh, most of them, most of them, not all. Um, but either way, you can find them on the web. If you search, you'll definitely find all of these pictures mm. because once it's there, that's how digital footprint works. Once it's there, it's there. Yeah. It, it, if it goes on the internet, then it's there forever. Um, I'm just going to quickly rapid fire uh, just so I can kind of like close out a few of the things that you mentioned and just kind of like reiterate them. But there is a picture, for example, a lot of pictures uh, showcasing the one eye symbolism. There are a lot of pictures uh, emphasizing devil horns, a lot of pictures emphasizing butterflies and butterfly monarch mind control. Um, there's even one where the butterfly, the monarch butterfly is covering the girl's right eye and only her left eye is exposed again um mind control there's another picture of a young boy or girl with a shaved head um not shaved head but like buzz cut with a uh, 666 on his forehead and there's another picture of a boy holding a goat's horns there's other pictures of them mocking uh jesus just like you said and it shows like jesus kind of like dead and then um adam and eve eating the apple kind of embracing uh, sin and having a long snake, a long yellow python around both of their necks. And so it's just a lot of innuendos, you know? Right. That can't be coincidental at no, all. It can't. It's all intentional. And for them to say that it's it's to fight the, the whole um, fight human the trafficking thing and the system and all of these things, all of these corrupt things, and why would you yourself include these corrupt things in your art unless you are yourself corrupt right and that's yeah. how i feel if you if you can like if you can what's the word like unapologetically associate yourself with these things mm -hmm. then that either way whether you want to admit it or not you are associated you you are an affiliate of those things mm -hmm. that's just how i feel like even Doja Cat, who who acts like she's in the Illuminati, but then tweets like saying, I do this just to piss people off. Well, right. you associating yourself and connecting yourself to that makes you a part of that. Right. And it makes people hate you. Yeah. You There's know? nothing cool. There's no, nothing entertaining about it, at least not to me. Some people probably get off on it, whatever. But yeah. I don't think it's entertaining. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I think that she would be more respected if she just stuck with her values. If if those if those aren't really her values, mm -hmm. which she can just be lying about, you know. Yeah. But that's just an example. Right. So, yeah. are we done with the Ukraine? Uh, yeah. But I did want to mention the last thing about Ukraine. This Gorsad Kiev reminds me of a photo company slash studio that goes by the name LS Studios. And if you've never heard of it, it was a photography studios company in the 90s by the name of LS Studios. And it's it it was well, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, it was in Kiev, Ukraine, the same city that Gorsad Kiev does their work as well. Mm -hmm. And they had to close their business in 2004 after an FBI raid. And the reason why is because this company used over 1,500 models, only aged between 7 and 14. Jeez. So very young models. 
posed in nude shots and spread and sold across numerous adult public sites, porn sites, Mm -hmm. right? And then the Ukrainian police and FBI stopped the criminal group and it became the most popular child erotica website in the world, bringing in $700,000 in profit in just three years. That's crazy. And then what's what's even crazier is Alexander Cherson, the one behind it, was arrested and the studios was closed down. But he would photo shoot these girls outside in broad daylight, but on a, an island so that it was discreet and, and kind of, you know, uh, away from public. On an island. On an island. Which if you know anything about what has been happening recently. On islands. Jeffrey yeah. Epstein had an island. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And so it would be where no one can see them, obviously. And then the craziest part to me is <clears throat> that he was arrested. But when he went to court to face, you know, his uh, his, his sentence, trial, right? Yeah. His trial. None, zero of the 1,500 girls' families showed co- up. contested. Right. None of them wanted to press charges. Because death threats, uh, Russian mafia, like we don't know how deep this rabbit hole goes and we don't understand why it is that there's a war going on now in the Ukraine. So it could be very much that Russia may be evil and maybe the bad guys as well. And they also may have a vested interest in that market. And there's the mafia, there's, there's the Ukrainian mafia, there's the Russian mafia. So it's very easy for you to keep people you know, quiet. Yeah. If you threaten their life. Exactly. You know? Or bribery. Bribery. But in this case, because it's a country like the Ukraine, yeah. I think it's way easier to just threaten. Threaten for them. Sure. Yeah. And what and the craziest thing is that he was supposed to face a 30 year sentence minimally. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had to carry out a sentence at all. I'm right. not sure. If he did, it, it was very small. I don't think he's still locked up at all. I don't know. I, I didn't get into all of that. But the be, the reason why is because the Ukrainian system is very vague with their laws on uh, pornography and, pros- and prostitution and even child pornography. Mm-hmm. So think about that for a second. Why would their laws be so vague right. that something like this can go unpunt like uh, without consequence which ties into what i said at the beginning of the episode is that it's the biggest country exactly. biggest human trafficking country in the world and i wouldn't be surprised if the judge himself or or herself was involved and was a uh paying client exactly. of their work you know and then the last thing i want to say is that as you search on Google or Bing, or Bing, these images are not excluded from search results. So still to this day, and the more you search, the more Google will gradually offer you these images. And right. then it kind of acts like a transmitter of this child, P-O-R-N. Right. So it's, it's still out there and it's not like it's been erased from the web. Mm-hmm. And so if you do your deep enough digging you'll be able to access it as well and google it's weird but it will feed you Mm -hmm. that content so even google serves as a as a distributor of child pornography which um 
I recently saw that Google's uh, op not operating system, but they have, I think it's like a GPU something that's called Adreno. And wow. then their main browser is called Chrome. Chrome, wow. So Adreno Chrome, you know? So it's just interesting. Like you would never think to call anything Chrome. Yeah. And yet Google was like, oh, I have a perfect name for this browser. That's insane. Chrome. I never thought about that. They're all implicated. They're all a part of it, in my opinion, at least. Like they're all a part of this like vast system. Because I feel like once you get to that point where, where you become like a billionaire, you have all the power, like you have more power than God, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that as a factual statement, by the way. Like that's just a popular it's saying. A I'm not saying, yeah. But you're hyper, par like super powerful. And so the only way for you to be let, like, for someone to hold leverage over you is by jeopardizing your character, your image, your reputation, and just by basically tainting your soul, essentially. And so that's why I think that a lot of them have like get get kicks and just get a lot of joy from um, je like jeopardizing each other because then they play this game where it's like I hold leverage over you. Yeah. I have pictures of you doing this to these people. Yeah. And that's just the fun game that they play. It's and just, that gives them adrenaline and it makes them feel alive maybe. Like who knows? It's just blackmail. Blackmail. But, right. but that's the only way for them to you know feel powerless and a lot of these super billionaires like they've been documented like um john mcafee i think uh the founder of that antivirus software uh there are cases where he would go to a foreign country i think like thailand or he would go to the philippines or something like that and he would ask for escorts to take a shit in his mouth that's insane. I don't even want to picture that. Yeah. And just do like crazy shit. And um, he literally crazy shit. And he was a billionaire. And so like he got off by just being humiliated and just being, you know. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's pretty wild. But but anyways, the last thing I the last statement I want to make is that this Gorsad Kiev is giving me the same you know depiction that this photo this photography studios would pass themselves off as right and and so to me it almost feels it feels like because i can't make a statement like that where i'm saying oh it is it is it's it it is this i'm saying it feels like a lesser version but that they can very well be involved in the same things mm. human trafficking you know these sort of things that are alarming you can't overlook the type of pictures that are being taken where girls have chains around their genitalia, you know, their mm. their private part, and that's all they're wearing. It's just very, very fishy. It's very wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. This is completely off topic now. We're done with the Ukraine. We're done with Gorsat Kiev. We're done with... All of that dark and crazy stuff. Um, not done with the dark. And well, crazy yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're not done, but but this this thing that I'm mentioning is like uh, something that's going on on your child's phone. It's going on in your phone and and going on everywhere, all over the world. Mm. But TikTok came out with a new filter, and you've probably seen it by now. It's called Bold Glamour right and this 
TikTok filter is unlike any other tic- any other filter ever created on social media because not only does it enhance and change people's facial features unlike any other filter out there but people are are suspecting that it's using an AI formula where it's it's literally tracking how do I explain it it's not just overlaying the filter on your face mm. but it's using your facial features to to what's the word I'm searching for uh, to perfectly align this filter to your face so that you can even pass your hand over any part of your face mm-hmm. and the filter won't distort like usual filters do right. it won't glitch out of place it won't warp it won't move because it's more intricate right and right. so this is what's crazy there's pl- millions of videos now of of girls using this filter and they're looking at themselves astonished they they're touching their eyes and you can see the filters not moving and on on a lot of the girls it looks like just their regular face but then you come to realize that it's a filter Mm -hmm. and that when they take the filter off their face is completely different and the reason i wanted to bring up this filter is because i feel like these filters are getting more and more elaborate but it's it's not a good thing because it's starting to distort reality and so if you can get away with wearing a filter that doesn't move and and literally tracks your facial movements and and can move with your face it's almost like a deep fake yeah so if you're using a filter like that right then other girls who are consuming this content who wouldn't wouldn't know if you're using a filter or not and this is just uh one filter in the beginning of many that might come Mm -hmm. then you're you're just feeding into this agenda of insecurity, of comparison, of, you know, uh, beauty standards that are unrealistic. And so that's why I wanted to point out this filter. And then the last thing I wanted to say really quickly is that it's being called out as psychological warfare and pure evil. And these are words that they've now associated with this filter. And because of just how easily undetected it can go. And then... It's also they've also said that there will be more filters released, such as ones that make your eyebrows lusher and symmetrical, ones that contour your nose, ones that make your lips plumper. But again, unlike the filters you see on Instagram, for example, these will, you know, you can you can modify it within the app as if it's like a face tune right so it's almost as if you're customizing your own character in a video game exactly which which to me right um i just kind of miss the good old days when all we had was like snapchat filters and all we had was the dog with the tongue and people would just have fun with those filters and not really like look too much into them um, what I find super ironic, and just a quick side note, I think TikTok is currently um, on trial for being banned in the U.S. And I know that they've been talking about this for like a few years now, um, ever since Trump was in, op- in office. But it seems like now it's like starting to ramp up and more and more people in Congress are agreeing that it is an attack on American society. It's an attack on our children and all these things. But what is interesting to me 
aside from all that is the fact that TikTok is like super liberal and super progressive, right? right? It's all about empowerment, empowerment of minorities, um, empowerment of, of women, uh, not of men ever, but empowerment of women, of, of minority groups and all that good stuff. But then the irony is that they are the ones that create these like high standards of beauty and create these uh, filters that basically tell you that you should be a certain way and makes you feel bad about the fact that you aren't a certain way. Right. So instead of creating filters that maybe emphasize your perceived flaws and beautify it, they create this filter that makes every every girl look exactly the same and look like a Kylie Jenner. And it's just funny to me. It's just very ironic. It's like this hyper progressive platform that just virtue signals out of their asshole um, and goes against any any idea that goes against their own or kind of like bans and just demonetize. Because like we've experienced a lot of cases where our videos get flagged, get yeah. taken down. If we slip up and say anything that, that big TikTok doesn't like to hear. And then I just find it funny. Yeah, how the how this just goes again, it just goes like right under people's noses. And they're the ones pushing it. Your kid is probably playing around with it, using it and now questioning why she doesn't look like this filter. Right. And and to me it's just it's absurd. It it really is. It's it's getting out of hand. Yeah. You know, I think that these filters A shouldn't exist because not only are you getting catfished yeah you are so shout out to uh max and neve from catfish yeah um i would love to know what you guys think about these filters these hyper realistic filters you should go on a hunt of all the girls who are manipulating this is going to make your job so much more difficult yeah <laughs> and you are never going to be out of work in I my know, opinion that's you're true. always going to have work now yeah and then they'll go and she's like but i am the person in the pictures uh, and it's like but would you mind uh facetiming <laughs> us just to prove and stuff and then and then she facetimes yeah with the filter applied word of advice if you're in a long distance relationship online or whatever the case is then you should definitely be facetime then you should definitely not be in a long distance relationship you need to, no you definitely need to facetime at the, at the yeah. very least but yeah you shouldn't be yeah. um anyways it's crazy and that's just the beginning of it is the catfishing because i think the whole the this is an app for kids it yeah. really is it is it's um geared towards kids and we've talked about this before on previous episodes how the chinese version of tiktok is designed in a way where it's highly educational yeah and parents are basically enforced to enforce their kids uh limits of app usage and just like phone usage yeah where they can't use it uh, more more than a certain amount of um, hours per day they can't access it at certain times and when they do access it their entire for you is just highly educational and then meanwhile we get like when you're scrolling for too long you get someone going hey you've been scrolling right. long and like, then you just which, scroll right which past you them just, yeah which you just like yeah. literally swipe up and you're like yeah shut up <laughs> and keep going one of the arguments for 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 the ban of tiktok is that it is pushing anti-american propaganda or anti-american um ideologies and it's one of the reasons why a lot of the um, major, like, popular TikToks are conspiracy TikToks. And I guess that we feed into that um, anti-American whatever, which isn't the case at all in our case. It's just us trying to, like, shed light on certain topics. But the 
the uh, large wave of just content that that are just anti government, anti this, anti that are the ones that prevail on the app, you know. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, in China, I bet you that no creator speaks out against the Chinese government. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're going to be in like labor camps. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Anyways, what's yours? I'm ready to hear. I'm excited. So I just have one that I'm going to discuss real quick. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I am Brazilian and I lived in Brazil for over six years. And in my six years of living there, I have experienced six carnavals, which is a massive festival where it just basically um, celebrates dance and just celebrates Brazilian culture, samba. And it's just a massive parade that is just filled with like larger than life floats that are designed by different samba schools. And it's just a big celebration of life. And it's very colorful and just very happy. And that's what I experienced while living in Brazil. But this year's Carnaval um, was the most blatant depiction and display of worship uh, of the occult, of Satanism, of satanic imagery. Um, it was just mind-blowing to me, and I just wanted to like quickly touch on it and just discuss it a little bit. Um, I think it's worth noting that a few days leading up to the uh, 2023 Carnaval in Brazil, uh, Christ the Redeemer, who is um, one of the seven wonders of the world, was struck by lightning, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe this was uh, a a warning shot. Maybe maybe this was just like, hey, like, are you sure you're going to go through with this? Uh, don't fuck around, you know? But um, during the celebration, we witnessed various floats depicting occult and satanic symbolism, one of which was literally an oversized horned devil statue yeah another was a large red bowl which if you are um, understanding of the occult and of satanic worship represents baal baal b-a-a-l um adam and eve also made an appearance uh being depicted in all red with demonic eyes and sex and and conducting sexual innuendos i think that adam was gay or something which is interesting Um, Another segment of the parade showcased the humiliation, a literal humiliation ritual of Jesus Christ, who was stomped out on the streets of Rio by demons and by a devil figure who used his trident to stab and poke and kill Jesus. And then after doing that, they literally hung Jesus from his torso, kind of like dangling, hung him off of one of the uh big floats wow and then and then just had him like hung you know while this like big float passed by and everybody's dancing and just celebrating and shit i don't see how that that can just go you know undiscussed yeah jesus is uh, okay yeah and then jesus is then showed being hung on one of the floats and dangled as an ornament supposedly the actor who dressed up as Jesus during this humiliation ritual at the Brazilian Carnival of 2023, he died in a car accident just days after his presentation. Mm, Not a coincidence. Which, coincidence, right? Yeah. And dozens of people died just days after the satanic carnival in what Brazil officials call the worst storm and flood in Brazil's history, 
with 1,730 people displaced and 1,810 left homeless as of this as of this recording and numbers just increasing like like they're finding corpses mudslides uh freaking just crazy yeah just just literally hell broke loose after this carnival which was the most satanic and just hyper hyper occult and just dark and just weird it's just like a weird vibe and again i am brazilian and and our people are known for being very festive, very happy, very colorful, cheerful people. Uh, a lot of them are hyper-religious. Um, and so to have this kind of like overarching theme of just devil worshiping, of just evil energy, evil worship, darkness. Mockery. Mockery in this kind of festival that is traditional to our people, you know, like it's just interesting to like question like what's going on, you know. Um, and then hold on, guys. So, yeah, and then, so th these floods and this storm led many religious people to believe that this is the karmic retaliation of God himself, a, a, rep a retribution for the mockery that took place during the festivities. And so it just leads you to question, like, what is up with the elite's kind of obsession with the Satan, like with Satan or celebrating Satan and their obsession with the occult? Um and I just found it very interesting. And so, like, all of this ties back into the Vogue magazine that we covered earlier, featuring Giselle, which is, who is also Brazilian. And before her, like, fame and before marrying Tom Brady, like, she was just this, like, normal Brazilian girl, you know, who was trying to be an aspiring model. And now she's just dressed in red and she's, like, in this, like, goth attire and highly satanic, suggestive posing um you know it's just it's just wild so i just want to like point that out and again i say this in every episode and i only speak for myself um i don't subscribe to any institutionalized religion i'm always open to every religion and so i'm not even like coming to you as a um devout anything like devout christian devout catholic anything like that like i'm just observing you know i'm just very observant and even i can't deny that that this is way too much to chalk up for mere coincidence you know like it can't be coincidental yeah and i wanted to say that not only are people saying that it's karmic retaliation but people are saying that this is the coming of christ of christ right because in reference of the bible usually when the world starts collapsing and everything is you know uh just falling apart and there's this natural destructions occurring and all of these different things it's because it's pointing to the you know the, the coming, coming right yeah. the coming of jesus yeah and so people are already assuming that not in not just in this scenario but because of a lot of things that are that have been happening around the world yeah that that's what will happen yeah. or that's what the events are pointing to Part of me wants to just do the other two topics I have, but I want to check in with you first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do it. All right. Because I don't, because, because like part of the whole purpose, guys, is that um, I did prepare for this episode and I have like a bunch of notes on, on, on stuff, but feeling how quickly we were able to get through the, the, the Rio thing, I feel like we can also get through the other two pretty quickly. I do want to point out because we're on the Rio topic and we're on the Carnival, um, there's a video from three years ago, which maybe you can include it if you want. But 
it's it's literally a crowd of people gathered around a a man dressed as Jesus mm-hmm. in white with like a red sash, but he's dressed as Jesus with like a long brown wig. And then all around, like these people are dressed the way that they're dressed at Carnival. It's very suggestive clothing. It's very- Yeah, almost uh, naked. Very limited clothing. And then on the opposite side of Jesus, by the way, they're walking in a puddle of water, like Jesus walking on water. So it's all this mockery. But on the opposite end is a another male dressed as the devil, but in like ver- in satin red shorts and a satin red top. And they're like kind of doing this like little dance together. And then at the end, they hug. Mm. and i just found it very interesting that that wasn't just a theme well obviously the this year's floats were huge and it was very big event but this theme of like you know uh biblical references and jesus uh, contrasting satan for example um has been going on because this was three years ago damn yeah so it 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 slowly built up to it then because yeah. this year it was just like full-fledged all out satan worship no shame at all no oh. hiding anything why does everything well not everything but most things are if you timeline it back it's all after or or around the time of the pandemic yeah almost everything everything has gone more and more to shit since right. then Yep. In terms of these societal things that are going on. I agree. Yeah. So is that it for you? Yeah. I just wanted to point out it was kind of crazy weird. All right. So my second side topic. Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the zombie ant fungus? No, I actually never. I oh. haven't heard of it. But you're familiar with The Last of Us, right? The yeah. video game mm-hmm. and the HBO show? Yeah. Okay, so this is probably the world's most sinister example of mind control, and it happens deep in the jungles of Brazil. A zombie ant fungus called Ophiocordyceps unilateralis hijacks the bodies of ants and uses it to contaminate the entire ant colony as a means to proliferate its own existence. When the fungus infects the carpenter ant, it grows through its entire body, draining it of all of any and all nutrients and hijacking its mind. And so after a certain period of time, the ant is dead, but it's still moving around and still acting alive. But in reality, it's just the fungus hijacking its central nervous system and just hijacking its everything and then making it walk and just do its ant like stuff. Which is interesting. Um, Over the course of a week, it compels the ant to leave the safety of its nest and colony and forces it to ascend and climb a nearby plant. It drives the ant to climb precisely 25 centimeters every single time that exact measurement above ground, which just so happens to be the optimal zone for the fungus to grow and prosper, offering the perfect and ideal temperature and humidity. 
Wow. It then forces the ant to permanently lock its jaw around a leaf and eventually grows a long stalk through the ant's head that grows into a bulbous capsule full of spores. And because the fungus strategically makes the ant climb a leaf that hangs over the colony's main foraging trails and routes, the fungal spores rain down onto the other ants of the colony, infecting and zombifying more and more ants as a result and then repeating that process over and over again until it has consumed and captured every single ant of that colony and turned it into a walking zombie. Wow. This is interesting and relevant, obviously, now more than ever because of the popular HBO show that came out, The Last of Us, and also, obviously, it's a live-action version of the popular and considered as by most to be one of the greatest video games of all time, The Last of Us video game on the PS3, on the PS4, on the PS5. But the whole story in the game and and in the live adaptation on HBO revolves around a cordyceps fungal infestation, right? A cordyceps fungal apocalypse where humans become the victims of this mutated strain of cordyceps through either direct contamination via bites or through, just like in the case with the ants, through spores, breathing in, inhaling the spores. You know, it just enters your bloodstream and you become one of them eventually. Um, It covers one of the most debated conversations, which is one of our favorite conversations, is will we all go out in a blazing zombie apocalypse? And if we do, what does that look like? Will it look more in line with the Walking Dead zombies that we've grown accustomed to? Or will it be more like the Last of Us zombies, which are the clickers, the bloaters, the stalkers? Right, Right. like evolved, different evolved ones. Yeah. So I just found that super interesting and and there are just crazy, crazy rock and roll images of just ants um, with like fungus just growing out of them, just like in The Last of Us. Oh, it's crazy. I'm looking at it too. It, it, It looks insane. So the next time you think, oh, this is just TV, this is just good television, this is just science fiction. Nope. A lot of science nowadays, uh, unfortunately um is becoming very very similar or is is just blurring the lines between what is scientifically accurate and what is science fiction science fiction yeah lore, you know and and i wanted to say something <laughs> what's funny is i i in my head i was like oh well like s- screw the ants right <laughs> screw the ants yeah screw the ants. which is a perfectly human reaction right <laughs> screw the ants until it starts screwing us <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But but have, has anyone else ever like had a problem where there was like a bunch of ants just trailing? Right. Trailing your home. Like I know I've had that a lot in like Portugal, for example. In Brazil, I've had a lot of cases like, of ants. Trail. Yeah. Huge trail. Like You the, can't leave anything on the counter. It's insane. And and I remember one time me and my brother were sleeping on the couch in Portugal and we woke up with like ants on our phone and and crawling near us and and I flipped out. I couldn't yeah. even believe what was going on. Lucky for you that you didn't have to deal with cockroaches. Yeah, no, no cockroaches. Cockroaches to me, like to this day, I have a huge phobia of just cockroaches. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm almost 26, grown ass beard, grown ass man. No, I still have no. like, I think it's a fear, a fear of cockroaches. I don't like cockroaches. I have a massive phobia. I have a fear of bugs. That's why any I can... bug, any insect, a uh, a fly, a mosquito, a bee, yeah. anything, a uh, worm. I don't want to look at it. It's 
you know i don't care that it's not moving much i don't want to look at it that's why we could never move to like florida yeah no i see again i don't understand how people move to these like hyper humid places Tropical. with all of these bugs and insects and you wake up and there's like spiders on your walls and ceilings and australia and all these other things crawling around you no thank you which a uh, fun quick side note um i recently read an article that said that australia is banning uh peppa pig is banning a peppa pig episode because it was enforcing and 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 promoting a, a friendship with spiders and so it was kind of like incentivizing kids to befriend spiders and in in australia one of the biggest uh, causes of death just so happens to be contact direct contact with certain spiders oh so then that makes sense and so it was banning those episodes because of that which i find interesting and That's it just goes good. to show that australia is one place that you don't want to go if you're like ron weasley who just is horrified by spiders oh no yeah that's yeah, not somewhere no. i want to live they're, in. they're not no charlotte's web spiders mm -mm. okay they're not mm -mm. here making you designs and and, and they're not spider-man <laughs> saving spiders little either. pigs yeah. yeah they're not marvel doing... <laughs> marvel has your whole brain kind of like cook, cooked yeah. you know because that's not what's going to happen if you get bit by a black widow oh my gosh natural black widow and not scarlett johansson anyways <laughs> yeah I'm i wouldn't sure. mind a bite from scarlett johansson oh <laughs> i'm kidding it's a joke it's a, oh, oh yeah oh it's a joke i wouldn't mind a bite from <laughs> spider-man which one tom holland yeah he's the lesser I, of all of them i can accept a tom holland bite all right what yeah if you said toby mcguire then i'd be jealous really yeah toby huh? mcguire there are cars there motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't you funny. see all right let's I just have one more yeah let's, can you handle it or do you yeah. have to pee no let's wrap it and then right. i'll pee because i do have to pee but i'm holding it like a pro all right so did you hear about that artist who has been recreating 3d structures using dna samples that she finds from strangers on the street a little bit right so an artist named heather dewey Hagborg creates 3D printed sculptures of people using DNA that they leave behind on items like cigarette butts, gum, and hair follicles. And part of her goal is to get people to really think about the implications and the future of privacy. So she creates perfectly rendered facial structures, faces, human faces using dna samples that she finds on the street <clears throat> and and is it exact to the the people so i'm gonna get to that okay <clears throat> so the artist first collects the genetic material from random items discarded by strangers and uses the dna left on the items to generate 3d printed portraits the data she collects is then tested for genetic variations that reveal a person's gender ethnicity eye color and evil and even facial structure uh, she uses the same type of poly, polymeras or polymeras, polymeras. She uses the same type of polymeras. Yeah. 
polymerase. She uses yeah. the same type of polymerase chain reaction, which is the same process that forensic scientists use to find a match between a suspect, a weapon, and a crime scene. Mm. She amplifies specific regions of the genome that are associated with physical characteristics like hair color and facial structure. The amplified DNA is then sequenced to determine the individual's genetic information information is then used to create plastic 3d printed models of the person's face that are then showcased in her art installations mm. and it's super freaky because one of her art installations is just faces dangling from like inv like invisible wires from the ceiling and it's super freaky looking and it looks hyper realistic hold on i have to burp and and they capture like all they capture wrinkles and stuff too yeah wrinkles all, all the fine lines yeah. because of the age detection. Right, right. And also um, uh, just like sex and like what their ethnicity is. But here's what's interesting, right? right? What's interesting is the fact that reading DNA is highly subjective. No, sorry. Wait, guys, hold on. It's just that these words are so small and I usually wear glasses. What is interesting is the fact that reading DNA is a highly subjective science, which I didn't know about. Like, I thought that it would be like this precise, exact thing. Like, it, like if they have your DNA, then they can clone you. Mm -hmm. You know, perfect one-to-one -one clone. But it's not the case at all, which is what kind of like fascinated me a little bit. The gene commonly associated with blue eyes in Northern Europe, for example, also appears in the DNA of Hispanic, African-American and South Asian populations. Mm. So you can share the same gene, but have different expressions of those genes. And so it it's really a flip of a coin and it's super random as to how your genes decide to express themselves. Ah. So people could have like dormant genes, you know, and they just never express themselves. And so you could have the genes for um, uh, Mr. Olympia, physique, blue eyes, blonde hair, but they just never express themselves. And so you just got these other shittier genes like myself. And that's why sometimes when people have kids, they, they'll... Uh, they'll obtain those genes that for you were dormant genes. And then you're wondering like, is this even my kid? Because yeah. the eye color is completely different, you know? Just like Drake. Yeah. And that's interesting because I've always thought about if if we had kids, they could still end up blonde with green eyes because, because of my dad yeah. and my brother also. Imagine like... um light-skinned blonde <laughs> with gr green, green eyes, eyes oh. they would fuck boy yeah. no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah literally like they would devastate the whole school system dude um anyways back into it so Sorry. her her artistic piece is about pushing away genetic determinism and proving that ethnicity is not something that you can tell by just looking at a person's dna you can only make probabilistic guesses about what their ancestry might be, hmm. which is what kind of like makes me curious about the whole like Ancestry.com, 23andMe. It's like you're spitting into a tube and then you're sending it back and then they, 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 they give you this like perfect mapping of your historic ancestry being that genes are very like you know like very iffy and it's a probabilistic science and so that might add to a separate conspiracy that i'm just thinking about is that maybe that's what like that's what they're doing is that they just want to collect as many samples and just may maybe over time establish a um, genetic mapping of who you are so that when 
big brother uh, fully establishes itself in our society and everything's heavily surveillance and we all live in 15 minute cities, your biologic uh, signature is going to be in the possession of the government right. and they will own everything about you and know exactly what you do if you touch something wrong or if you touch something you shouldn't then you're going to be locked up and speaking of locked up law enforcement usually uses what is called dna mugshots which is a form of policing that creates crude facial models of suspected criminals from leftover DNA samples usually found on the crime scene. These portraits are then presented as a conclusive face, but are actually just a probability. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, right? So like how much of the uh, police system is jeopardized just by the fact that it's not an exact science? Right. You know, and so then they lock up a wrong so, person yeah. because his gene was expressing itself when, in fact, the person that they're looking for doesn't have that gene expressed. And and just really quickly, I'm sorry, this is kind of like way off topic, but no. not really. But if anyone knows the whole what's her name, Madeline or Madelaide, the story of the girl who was abducted in Portugal. Oh, someone yeah, yeah. someone came forth and said that they suspected who abducted her and then it was none other than oh yeah uh what's his name john podesta john podesta yeah uh, an exact image but then again like you said it's hard in that These case things are probability but in that case i believe it but yeah john podesta we'll get into that some other day sorry yeah, but that's gonna be a nice juicy topic uh speaking of juicy just like a nice juicy pizza which hillary clinton just loves john yeah. podesta loves bill yeah. clinton loves jeffrey epstein loves anyways that's all i'm gonna say right now but, um so the reason why it's so unpredictable is that there are so many different genes that can interact with each other and the regulation of these gene expressions is a complex process that many people don't even like re like fully understand yet and it relies a lot like on a lot more than just the sequence of letters in your dna so it's way more than just that um heather was able to generate up to six human variations from a single dna sample so that just goes wow. to show it's like from one gene like she generated six different versions with, with like six different ethnicities different race different everything from from the same dna sample um, and then her goal is uh, to have people contemplate the implications of an increasing surveillance heavy society while also questioning what really makes us so different from each other um, if most if most of us contain similar elements in our genetic makeup, which I find very interesting. You That's know? fascinating. That it just is... makes you think because we're so quick to like establish a me versus you mentality mm -hmm. without even realizing that maybe we share the exact DNA. Yeah, the same genetic makeup. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is kind of what Dr. Martin Luther King said. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dream. He said that my kids will be judged by the content. Of their character and not the, the color of their skin. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyways, great episode. And now I have to pee. <laughs> that was a great episode, <laughs> I'm guys. I'm kidding. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's always nice talking to you guys. Always Appreciate nice all of your support. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not always a great speaker, working on getting better because I know someone will point it out and that's okay. No, but no. That's because, okay. Because okay. I'm also struggling to speak also. 
I'm also also just like you guys probably noticed this is not an easy thing to do especially when you're trying to remember all of the information that you kind of did research prior to the episode uh, you take notes and you write pages and pages but even that's not enough to really get your point across and and try to come off as organic as possible while also making sure that you're as factual as possible so it's it's it does it's way harder than it looks right that's all i'm gonna say so uh i also apologize for this episode but it's always that you know like we always come back rusty because we take so long hey it wasn't a bad one though no no no. i think it was a great episode yeah me too yeah. Uh, but with that being said, guys, uh, thank you for sticking around. If you stuck around until up until this point, please do us a favor and just let us know by uh, tagging us in an Instagram story. You know, if you want to tag us, uh, you know, like uh, tag a certain point of the video that you guys enjoyed the most or a certain point of the podcast that you guys enjoy the most. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform or if you just want to tag us and just say, hey, uh, just finished lis- listening or watching to your latest episode uh loved it hated it just let us know and then that's the best way that you that we can see also the the best way for us to see what you comment and and actually hear you is if you uh leave a comment on our youtube video yeah yeah because because that's the comments that i get around to the most is our youtube videos which i'm still working on getting to all of them because there's so many on our last podcast episode but I will get to all of them. I always tell myself I will get to all, every single one. And I always read every single one. And even on Instagram, I try to read every single one and try to like do quick responses. But I feel like quick responses are kind of, are kind of disingenuous. Yeah. So I just like, if I'm going to respond, I like to respond genuinely. And just like you do, like you write paragraphs and stuff. I write paragraphs. So that's another thing. If you've gotten a comment back from me, and it was more than a few words. It's actually thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. like I'm because uh, I'm actually reading and putting thought into, you know, writing a response back. And I also want to apologize because I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, they didn't respond to mine. Yeah, or, they you don't know, care about me. Or, like They don't care about my opinion. Yeah, like I've already commented on the last three and didn't get a comment back. But it's not easy to when you're when you're someone like me especially who writes in detail who writes like very with passion thoroughly and you know i don't i don't leave like i don't just say oh thanks and and that's it you know i want to be laughing emoji and then that's it yeah i want to be responsive and so yeah yeah sorry about that but i'll get to it we want to talk like humans should talk yeah. and not not this like weird dynamic of like oh influencer uh and you're just a follower you're just a fan, yeah. yeah it's like because because we've seen a lot of um influencers do that and a lot of people with like less following than than we have do that so we don't ever want to like stop actually establishing connections with um some of you guys out there so with that being said thank you so much and uh don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone and to pee at the end of every episode peace to peace the world, to the world.